Welcome to another episode of Not So Vanilla. I am your host, Chloe, and this is the place, the open space, where you and I can discuss the not-so-traditional ways of living your most authentic life. Hello, my lovely listeners, and welcome back to Not So Vanilla. Yes, there's been a bit of a hiatus. We've been off off the uh, record for a few weeks, but we are back and we've got some really, well, not we, I don't know why I'm saying we, it's just me, but I've got some really exciting content uh, that I'm really look forward to sharing with you all as we continue to roll along with this podcast. Now, a bit of housekeeping to start. So this podcast will be released on a fortnightly basis now. Reason I'm choosing to do that for you all is I want to make sure that I'm being consistent for you and I'm delivering really great content um, and for me to be able to do that, it will be released fortnightly, not weekly. So thanks for being patient with me. Thanks for understanding and thank you for continuing to tune in. Today's topic has been inspired by a few things, actually. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I've picked up some waitressing shifts to support my current entrepreneurial lifestyle, uh, leaving the guaranteed income after being made redundant and going on to make my own startup means that my income isn't consistent yet. It will be one day, but at the moment, cash flow comes and goes. There's weeks where I, you know, will get like a lump sum and then there's weeks where I get nothing. So at the moment, while I'm just building foundations, getting myself set up, I'm just doing what I need to do to get to where I want to be. And, you know, there's no shame in um, taking work that, you know, you thought, oh, well, you'd just be doing to help yourself support study and things like that. It's, you know, we're all, we're all living our life uh, the best that we can. We're all doing our best and you just got to do what you got to do. And I think, you know, for me, honestly, I have definitely, when I've been in the, in the land of corporate, I would have said things like, oh, I could never go back to hospitality. I could never go back to waiting tables, but here I am um, working through multiple agencies, doing hospo shifts a week. I've just um, joined a restaurant as well, actually, where I'm going to be doing some waitressing for them a few nights a week. And honestly, I'm really enjoying it. It's, you know, I get to step out of the role of being in charge of everything. I get to kind of relax, well, not relax, like let's be real. Hospitality work is not relaxing, but, you know, I'm not in charge. I just go there. I do my job. I look after the guests. I, I'm efficient. I do what has to be done. And then I go home and that's it. And I get paid for it. And it's almost like this little stressful release for me. And, and this sounds really sad, but it's a bit of a social thing for me too. And uh, someone was saying to me, wow, it's um, you, your life really is full of work at the moment, Chloe, when you, when you make one of your jobs, your social part of your life. But look, that's where we are right now. And, um, you know, as I start to build up my little, my little businesses over the next few months, who knows where we'll go. But yeah, I would, bit of my, my I guess this is my life update, but I have about six different jobs. Um, and within those jobs and my startup businesses and all of that. So there is a lot happening right now. Uh, I'm putting out a lot. I'm, I'm bringing, I'm getting back a lot. And it's a very exciting time of my life, but it is also a very, I wouldn't say chaotic, but there's just a lot going on. And I'm so thrilled actually to be able to keep doing this podcast because this is, you know, a time where I can connect to you um, and I can, you know, give you advice on my learnings and lessons and, you know, just, um, just engage with like it, with like-minded people. And, um, you know, I'm learning a lot as I go along this, this journey of entrepreneurship and 
running my own life. Um, and you know, if I had someone else that I could learn from, that would be amazing. So I'm hoping that I can, I can provide some guidance to others out there. So I, I just went on a massive tangent about today's topic, but, um, today we are talking about, uh, what it is to be single in your thirties, what it is to be living solo. And if we have time, we'll then talk about, you know, what it's like to be doing it all by yourself on top of that. If we don't get time, we'll just put that into next week's episode. Well, next fortnight's episode. I'm sorry. So, um, once we go into that, we'll, um, you know, we'll be talking about how you can, how you can do it, do these things all by yourself, how you can, how, you know, being single and living alone, actually really good things and the benefits of that. Um, and I think there's, you know, I know there's definitely people in my circle that, are have recently done this, you know, they've recently started living by themselves or they're recently single and they're just trying to navigate that. And, you know, there's, there's, I think that's, I think that it definitely is a mindset thing. Um, but I also think there are some, you know, real focus focuses you can do to make sure that you are making the most of that time and looking at the benefits of um, the benefits of both of those things, because it's really important, um, you know, especially when we live in a society where majority of the time it is the thing, like the successful thing is to be, you know, in a, in a loving relationship, like setting up house with someone and, you know, it's there, of course it's celebrated to be, um, to have solo success, of course, but, um, you know, people are always going to be expecting that you're going to be in a relationship or you're going to be building a family with someone. So this episode is really talking about how you can make the most out of not doing those things um, and, you know, still live your best life. For anyone listening who is single and in their 30s, I do not have to remind you of the pressure that we all still feel from society or even people around us around the fact that we are single and in our 30s. Even if we are totally happy with it and absolutely okay, it's this weird thing and this massive stigma that people express concern for you. They're like, oh, you know, you'll get there, you'll find someone. When you get married, it'll be your turn one day. Sometimes just feel like turning around and saying, maybe I don't want it to be my turn. Like, have you ever thought about the fact that maybe I don't want to get married? It's it's just such a funny thing that we've just been so conditioned to. Um, like the world has been conditioned to, you know, women having to do certain things to follow the path of what being a woman is. So, you know, it's it's like um it's like that line in Bridget Jones' diary where she, where she talks about people asking the question dreaded by all singletons. So how's your love life? Or are you seeing anyone? And it's like, you know, why is this such a thing? Why does this have to define me? Why does a question from people that don't even, like why do people I hardly know have the right to ask me if I'm single or if I'm seeing anyone? It's like, well, really it's none of your business. And I, I don't, don't understand how people think that it's a appropriate thing to ask someone, but, you know, I am going off on a little bit of a tangent there, but, um, I, it's actually, I will share this though. I had, um, one of the places I used to work out and this just goes to show that, you know, people can make assumptions about you, about thinking that you're all sad and lonely because you're single. Um, yeah, this woman, she was asking me about, you know, um, my life. And, you know, I, I can't remember how the conversation started, but essentially when um, I was talking about, you know, that I, we got obviously got onto the fact that I was single and she's like, oh, well, you know, 
don't worry, Chloe, you'll get there one day. And then, um, and she's like, maybe, you know, even if, if, even if I'm old and almost in my grave, I'll be still telling you, don't worry, Chloe, you'll get there someday. And I'm just like, excuse me why do you think it is such a dire thing that I could be single for the rest of my life like why is that such a terrible thing and I was I think my response was something along the lines of well I'm totally fine with the fact that I might be single for a very long time and I'm absolutely okay with who I am as a person to live that kind of life um and yeah I I I felt like saying something along the lines of well, I'm sorry that you feel so, I'm sorry that you have so much concern about my life. Maybe you should focus on your own. But of course I didn't say that. We're in the workplace. You have to be appropriate. But yes, it's what I'm getting at is it's just so interesting that people feel that they need to express concern for you. Um, But look, let me tell you that, and anyone that is listening to this, if you have a single friend, please don't ask us. We will tell you if we're seeing someone you know, it's, and look, I totally get it. It's an interesting one. People will say back to me, if I, if I say something like, you know, something like, oh, you shouldn't ask someone if they're seeing someone or if they're still single or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, I'm just saying it because I care. Like I'm just saying it with love. And it just, you know, it makes you feel uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's just not, I just don't think it's an appropriate thing to say. So if you, if you have single friends, and you're someone that's married and in a great relationship, that's awesome for you. But, you know, your single friends might not really want to talk about the fact that they're single or they might not want that to be something that defines them or is the only topic of conversation. So that's just my little bit of advice for for people listening in. Um, Even if you're asking out of care, we just don't necessarily want to be asked that question of are you seeing anyone are you still single? So let's just let's talk about more interesting things because there's plenty, plenty more topics that we can get on. And of course, it is a beautiful thing to be in a loving relationship. And I know that for me personally, you know, that feeling of having someone who knows you like no one else, someone that you love, that knows your flaws and loves you for all of it. It's a really special thing. Of course it is. And of course, we all crave that closeness with someone. I'm not saying that's not something that that I would desire or any of my friends that are single that would desire, but it's it doesn't mean that just because we don't have that right now, we're living some terrible, lonely, sad life. I'm also here to tell you that being single is a very good thing. You should be single for an extended period of time in your life. And you know why? Because you learn how to be independent. You learn how to look after yourself. You learn how to live a life for you. And you know what that is going to do? That is going to help you find your sense of self, your sense of purpose. You'll become completely in tune with the person you are because you're essentially forced to, you're forced to just be in your own company and to figure it all out yourself. And, you know, this is the time for you to purely focus on you. Not everyone gets this time. Um, You know, you think about people that are high school sweethearts, they've been with each other since high school and that's amazing, good for them, but they've never had that opportunity to truly be just with themselves and to really figure, figure out, you know, who they are as a person what is their life, what they want, what is their sense of purpose. Um, It's that whole thing of creating your own independence. And it's a funny thing. I I used to think, um, you know, when you met your, uh, your partner or your soulmate, whatever it is, it's like, you know, they say, you're the yin, yin to my yang, or like, you complete me, you're my other half. I, and this, you know, um, could ruffle some feathers here, but I disagree that people complete each other. 
I don't think that your partner is your other half. I believe that you should still be your own self. You complete yourself and your partner is, is, a, is an, a supportive add-on to that. You know, there's someone that um, uplifts your life. There's someone that, you know, builds your life from where you are or builds you up or, um, you know, takes you to new heights or whatever you want to say, whatever turn of phrase you want to call it, um, you know, they, they add to you. They do not complete you. You complete yourself. Being single is also a time where you can do everything for you. You can explore new hobbies and interests. You can see your friends when you want. You can be alone when you want. You can live your life for you and you're not answering to anyone else. You're doing exactly what you want when you want. Of course, you've got your own responsibilities outside of that, but you know, you are living the life that you want to live. The thing is as well is you should actually really enjoy the time that you're single. Um, you know, think of it as being an, a, a positive time of your life, as being um, advantageous because you're getting all this time for yourself. And you know what you, and look, you know, I'm sure I have single friends that are listening to this going, oh yeah, Chloe, that's totally going to happen. But you could meet the person of your dreams next week and this single life that you are in so much despair about could just disappear. And then you might, you know, years ahead when you're with, you know, your soulmate and your love of your life, you may look back on this time and go, wow, I wish I had done more with that time. I wish I'd given myself more of an opportunity to enjoy being single, enjoy being in the moment, thrive in my own company, be okay with being one of one and have spent more time on building a life purely focused around me and my own needs. When you're so comfortable with being single, you're also not desperately trying to find someone else to fill that void. So when someone comes along that might be a bit of a red flag or someone that isn't right for you, you are secure enough to say no or walk away. But if you haven't done the work on being comfortable with being single and in your own company, you might try and force something to work just because you're really driven by that fear of being alone and you really don't like that discomfort of being single. But you're not doing yourself any favors here. You're actually doing yourself a massive disservice by pushing something that you know isn't actually right for you, but you just don't feel you're not okay with being single. So you're forcing something to happen that if you were secure enough in yourself and okay with being alone, you would be happy enough to just walk away and say, well, I'm enough for me right now. I don't need, why would I take in this person into my life that isn't going to meet my needs when I'm perfectly happy with myself and me being single? It's funny as well, you know, it's a very attractive thing when someone is so secure in themselves. Um, it's that whole thing of when someone comes across as really desperate and needy, it will often deter people because they're like, oh, why is this person so needy of me? Why, you know, why are they not secure enough in themselves? And they, it gets too much. Whereas if you meet someone and they're, you know, really comfortable in themselves, um, have very secure attachment, you're going to you're going to recognize that and it's going to be a very attractive trait in someone so if you can have that trait yourself people will also recognize that so you might meet someone you know this awesome person and you're not you know you might think they're amazing um, but you're also not sitting there going oh my god i can't live without this person oh my god i, I can't be alone blah, 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 blah. so instead of that you're thinking yeah this person's awesome this person could be a great addition to my life but i'm not going to be lost without them my world isn't going to crumble down so this sense of secure secureness um high self-esteem all of that is really going to come across strongly to anyone that meets you and is going to be extremely attractive so you are going to 
not only create abundance in your own life, but you're going to attract the right people into your life too, because the right people will recognize those traits and they will literally come flowing. For me, I recognize this. Um, I have my own patterns that I have done a lot of work on. Like for me, historically, I've had a bit of an anxious attachment style. um, And that is, um, you know, fear of abandonment, fear of losing someone. So, you know, doing everything you can to keep them within your grasp. Um, You know, I not raising concerns or issues because you have a fear of, oh, if I raise an issue, they're going to run away. and, you know, that was a real thing that I would do in relationships in the past. And now, you know, it's, I, I try, of course, you know, old habits and ways of thinking are always going to creep in at some point, but the more you can recognize that, the better. So, you know, for any relationship that I, I engage in now, I'm very much, um, I focus a lot on the mindset of, well, whatever is meant to come into my life will, um, not everything you know, everything might not last forever. Nothing does last forever. Um, whatever will co- is meant to come into my life will, and whatever is meant to leave my life will as well. And I try to, you know, focus on that kind of mentality because it makes me feel really secure and grounded. Um, and it makes me feel really safe within myself, um, knowing that I'm not desperate to hold on to things and to cling on to things for dear life. I'm happy for things to fall away because I am secure enough in myself that if something comes into my life and it might be amazing, um, if it decides to leave my life, then I'm not going, obviously, obviously I'm going to be sad about it and, you know, it won't be a great feeling, but I, I won't completely lose myself over it because I know that it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be for me. And there's a reason that it, there's always going to be a reason that it would have come into my life, but then there's a reason that it's leaving my life as well. So, being able to be okay with that is a very powerful thing. And it does take a lot of work on yourself to get to that point. um, And one of the quickest ways to get to that point is to, you know, focus on, um, is to be single, sorry. And, um, you know, completely focus on yourself and build your own sense of self and security. um, So that, you know, you're not feeling like you need to be codependent on anyone else. You can just be dependent on you. The second part of today's uh, episode is talking about living solo. Oh my God, I absolutely love it. I could never go back. I honestly, the thought of share housing, absolutely not. I could never do it. Look, with my move to New York, that is perhaps where I will have to house share because the prices to rent in New York are absolutely extortionate. Um, So, you know, I might have to sacrifice that desire to live solo but look you know my new york dream is a real thing so i've got to do it i've got to do what i got to do to make that happen but for while i'm here in australia and when i would return um living solo is the way for me now people i don't think really realize the significance of living by yourself like it's a massive deal you know you especially if you've come from like a big family um, or even if, even if you've come from a small family, it's the same kind of significance. You know, you generally people will finish school, they'll go to university, they'll go in share houses and people might get, get into a relationship and then they're living with someone. Whereas if you don't follow that path and you, um, you know, the, you do the share house thing and then you go out on your own, it, people do tend to <laughs> underestimate the, um, the massive nature of living by yourself and the responsibility, um, the task of it and 
the nature of it all. Like it's, um, it's a massive thing. So I really want to congratulate anyone that's listening to this that has made that massive leap in their own life to live by themselves because, you know, it's obviously it's not going to be for everyone and that is absolutely okay. You have to live your own life and if share housing is is what you love and that's what makes you feel happy, then do that. But, you know, it, it is it is a whole different bag of, um, I almost said whole different bag of eggs, but that's not even a saying. Um, it's a whole different can of worms. I don't know, whatever that saying is, it's a whole different kettle of fish. Is it? Oh, whatever that saying is, it's a whole different ball game. That's it. When you move out, um, move out by yourself. So congrats to anyone that's doing it. Well done. You're killing it, living your own life, living your best life. I'm here for it. And I'm here for you. And if you're listening to this episode and you have recently gone out to start living by yourself and you're not feeling it's too crash hot, let me assure you, you will get over this period of feeling like, have I made the right decision or not? And you will 1000% realize that this is the life for you and this is the way of living that will make you truly happy. One of the best things about living alone is that you don't have to worry about anyone else in the house. Honestly, you can run the house exactly how you want to. You can be on the couch for as long as you want. You can own the TV. You can own the kitchen. You can, you know, there's no rules about the fridge or whose shelf is who or whose turn it is to clean. Like you don't have to go by any roster. There's no house kitty or whatever it is. It's completely your own space, your own place, and you run it exactly how you want to run it. And that is not only really freeing and feels really good, but that is also hugely empowering. So kudos to you. There, there are definitely, I think, factors of living alone, though, that um, you really need to take into consideration. One of the first things, which is kind of boring but really important, is the financial commitment. You know, paying rent, the whole the whole rent by yourself is massive, obviously. Paying all the bills, electricity, um, gas, water, if you have to, internet, you know, they, they are all going to be um, you know, a bit of a sacrifice that you will have to make because you're not splitting it, you know, two, three, four ways. You're paying for that cost entirely yourself. Another thing I think is really important about um, being in your own space is really making it your own space. Uh, I know one of the first things for me when I um, stopped house sharing and I and I had my own place, I had a little studio in Dremoyne. I loved it. It had this cute little balcony and it looked out, um, the view was like the city skyline and yeah, it was a studio. It had this amazing bathroom. I think like one of the best bathrooms I've ever had. Uh, my friends, my friends can account to this. They were like, "Wow, this is like an amazing bathroom." So, love that bathroom, and um, it had one of those beds that folds up into the wall, like that New York style bed. Look, the New York obsession. It's a real thing, guys. I've had it for years and years and years. But yeah, so this bed would like fold up, and um, I remember when I first went into the studio, I'm like, "Oh yeah, like." this is so perfect for me, you know, um, I can fold the bed back up whenever I want, when I have like all my guests over and have all these little house parties. I did not have one house party. I never folded up that bed and I never had like any kind of dinner party in that studio. So look, you might have all these grand plans and ideas of how you're going to live when you live by yourself, but look, you know, it might, it might happen. It might not. And it doesn't really matter as long as you're happy with what you're doing. So, but it is pretty funny that when I look back at that, I'm like, I literally, never put that bed up once and I remember when I did like the bond clean and I pulled the bed up I was like wow she definitely didn't move that bed not once (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah anyway so studio that was my first thing and I remember 
it was funny, like all the things I had in the studio were all these like random things that I'd picked up along the way while I was in all these share houses. So nothing really was coordinated, nothing really matched. It was just all like higgledy piggledy. And I'm like, okay, it looks like I have no sense of style. Like I'm pretty sure I do have a sense of style. Like, you know, I have a pretty good eye, I think. But um, yeah, it did not look like that at the time, which is a bunch of random shit. So I really decided that I was going to make the space my own. So, and I think, and I think that's really important because, you know, it's that whole sense of empowerment, right? It's that whole sense of walking into your own little space and going, wow, this is mine. I live here by myself. These are my things. I've made this, I've made this happen. I've taken this leap. I've gone out by my, on my own and I've created this. And it feels really good. So I would highly recommend and encourage people that have just gone out to live by themselves to, you know, make a little investment in in turning into that space, something that really defines you and is something that, you know, you can come home and you can welcome yourself home in a space that is truly yours. I'd say one of the most favorite things for me about living alone, um, and this could be because I'm an introverted extrovert, who knows? But um, I would find that, you know, when I was working in corporate, I'd go to work, I'd do my nine to five, I'd be like, like bubbly miss, you know, in everyone's faces all day, talking, talking, talking. And then I'd come home and I'd just be like, ah, silence. And then I literally wouldn't have to talk to anyone. I would play with my music, like whatever music I wanted to play, you know, give Theo a bit of a pat, cook dinner or whatever, and just like be zen and be like, I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to listen to anyone. I can just be in my own space and enjoy this silence. And, oh, my God, it was such a good feeling. I freaking loved it. Now, on the other hand, because I'm living this, like, crazy entrepreneurial hustle life, I um, I don't quite have that luxury because, well, it's an interesting one now. I um, And this is something, I guess, that's really important about that whole living, living alone in your own space, especially with, like, the whole new hybrid working thing. Um, I've been working from home a lot, obviously, because I'm working for myself. So I've found that I've been working in my home, living in my home, sleeping in my home, eating in my home, doing everything in my home. So my home has turned from being that place of like a sanctuary, um, the home that I come to at the end of the day when I just want that peace and quiet to be in my space of comfort, to be in my space of happiness. It's turned into everything else. And I'm just like, okay, I really need to separate that. So that would be some... big piece of advice I would give people is that if you are someone that works from home, um, make sure that you do still separate your home from your work because otherwise it just turns into this blurred line and you lose that sense of your home being like that peace, that sanctuary, that, that, that place of comfort because it turns into like a place of work. So for me personally, I have been going to the library. Yep. Yeah, I have. It's actually, I highly rate it. It's amazing. I don't know what it is about a library, but you get to the library and I just become hyper-focused. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like a book nerd. I just like sit at a desk, I get shit done. And then three or four hours go past and I'm like, holy shit, it's been like four hours and I've got so much work done. It's amazing. And then I come home and then I'll have like some lunch or whatever. And then I do, you know, work in the afternoon that doesn't require as much focus and attention. So I've really split up the day so that my home is still that place of relaxation, even if I'm doing work here because of the fact that it's, um, you know, I do work that doesn't require, um, it's not as intense. So, you know, really breaking up the time is, is a massive 
must, I think, if you are living alone and um, and doing that remote work. But of course, if you're not and you're out there working in an office or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, that whole thing of making your space your own and um, making it you is so important because, you know, you do walk through that door and you're like, wow, this is mine and I can relax now and just be with me and my little space. The thing I want to talk about, um, which can be a bit of a struggle sometimes uh, living by yourself, is that I don't know, sense of loneliness. And look, I know people can turn around and say, you made a choice to live by yourself. You know, you could be in a share house, but I don't like being in a share house. You know, I don't, I don't want to be answering to other people in a house. Like I want to have my own space. I feel like I'm at that stage in my life. Like I, I don't want to be living with four other people. So I shouldn't be, um, I shouldn't be criticized for living by myself. Like I'm allowed to say that I feel lonely even if I've made this choice to live, to live alone. Um, and it's a real thing. So, you know, if you are someone that feels those pangs of loneliness, I want to let you know that you're not, you're not alone. You're not alone in feeling that. Like I get that too. It's a very natural thing. And I think, you know, when you do get those, um, when you do have those thoughts, um, when you do feel pretty alone, um, you know, you're like, Oh gosh, it really is just me. And there is really no one else. Then I think, you know, what I try and do, firstly, I'll do something that makes me feel good. So, <laughs> and this is like a guilty pleasure. It's not even a guilty pleasure. It's something I've been doing lately. I watched, I rewatched um, the Harry, po- Harry Potter movies. I don't know what it is about Harry Potter, but it just like, <laughs> it just makes me feel really like warm and fuzzy inside. I don't know what it is. Like I freaking like cried in every single movie. <laughs> I don't know why I get so emotional watching watching that kind of stuff. I think it's all like the nostalgia and everything like that from my childhood. But yeah, that would be the first thing that I would do. Like if you are feeling lonely, do something like do something while you're alone that will make you feel good. Because what that will then do is show you that even when you're feeling alone, you can still make yourself feel better by being alone. And of course, sometimes that might not fix it. You might still still feel, you might still be feeling a bit down or out of sorts. And then I would definitely advise to, you know, call a family member, call a friend, speak to someone who you know will give you that sense of comfort, someone that will make you feel less alone. Um, even, you know, you don't have to go out of your house to go meet them, but you could just have a phone call. You could FaceTime someone, someone that's just going to give you that level of engagement that will make you, I guess, you know, make you feel a little bit little bit happier with being in your um, alone state and of course then the next level from that is actually (laughs) leaving your house and going and being social and and meeting up with some other people but look I look I'm going to be honest and say it's easier said than done like sometimes you know when you're um when you're at home feeling alone you don't want to go outside like you don't have the energy to do that and you just might be like well shit I don't have the energy to go outside. I feel freaking alone and it's just me. Like, what am I going to do? And look, sometimes, sometimes I just don't have the solution sometimes. Like, let's be real. Sometimes you're just going to feel alone. And maybe it's important that we, that we let ourselves feel that. Maybe it's important that we recognize that feeling because when we're not feeling alone, and we're feeling full of full of abundance, full of happiness, joy, laughter, warm and fuzzy feelings, then we really appreciate those moments. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say to that. That's so funny. I, I feel like I just had my own little epiphany while I was recording this podcast and that whole thing of 
being okay with being alone, like not thinking that, oh, we have to have a solution to it every single time. Like maybe you just have to feel lonely. Maybe you just have to experience it because unless you experience an emotion that isn't ideal, you're not going to appreciate the ones that are the complete opposite of that. You know, I, I'm really proud of anyone else out there that's living this kind of life. It's, um, it's obviously not for everyone and look, no one's better than anyone else. Like we're all equal. We all just live different lives and different things work for different people. And that's that. But if you are doing this kind of life, I, I do applaud you because it is, um, it is a big deal. And, you know, some people might not recognize that, but I'm here and I recognize it for you. So this takes us to the end of our episode today. Um, look, it's been so great to be back on the podcast to get this episode out. Like, oh, it's, it's been a good few weeks and, you know, I have done some planning and, you know, it's it's been a lot for me to get this back up and running and I'm really, really happy that I've finally done it and, you know, I'll be back into momentum now. I'm feeling inspired. I've had some people reach out. So we're, we're back on it. Um, the next episode, I am trialing which episode, uh, which days work best for everyone, um, but it'll be released on a fortnightly basis from now. So again, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Not So Vanilla. If you did enjoy today's episode, please give me a rating on Spotify. It'd be nice to get, um, you know, boost me back up a little bit after being away for a bit. Um, if you did like this episode, please share it on your social medias. It does go a long way. I read every single statistic, every single listener that tunes in. Um, I see that number. So it all counts. And thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support along my Have an amazing couple of weeks, everyone. Enjoy living a little bit unconventionally. And if you are single and you are living alone, this little shout out's for you. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Keep it up. I've got your back. You can do this. You've got it in you. And you're going to be the most empowered, liberated version of yourself before you know it.